Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley. A familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. All right. Hello, 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 you guys. I think I may, in fact, be on my own until about 2.30. I've got a girlfriend of mine who's a three-time Emmy award-winning journalist. She is actually doing a new TV series, and she's going to be one of my guests a little bit later. She actually flew in to sit with me, so that'll be a lot of fun. But right now, it's just you and I, and that's an interesting place to be, because I will tell you, I have a lot to say. Yeah, I think I also have some green in my teeth if you're watching me live on Facebook. I can see your comments on Facebook, and I would invite you to ask me some questions. First of all, let's start with you tuning into Forbes Factor. Who the heck is Forbes Riley? I do about a summit a day uh, all over the world because everyone's like, wow, who is this chick who has sold $2.5 billion of product? Wow. And the truth is I've sold over 2 million of my spin gyms. I have a skincare line. I've got books that you can see. I've been busy, but I'm also, I just turned 60 years old. So I've been busy for a long time. I actually left house when I was 17 years old. So that's a pretty long journey to be on. But the biggest thing that I can offer you guys right now is a shift in your mindset to be able to get what you want. The world is a very unique place right now. It seems like what up is down, what's down is up, and everyone's in a bit of turmoil. By the way, that's a good thing. It is a good thing. I think that we were getting very complacent. I don't know about you. By the way, things were going great, technically. I'm in love. Uh, I've got two healthy kids. And then all of a sudden, a wall hit, but mine hit before yours did. <clears throat> My fiance was in a very, very bad uh, motorcycle car accident. He was on the motorcycle and ended up in intensive care in surgery. It was really bad on January 2nd, which leads me to believe that I, I, I hate New Year's Eve with a passion. I really can't stand everyone thinking that, oh, that year is done. We're going to get off to do a new year. Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year. I will tell you that some of the worst tragedies have happened to me in January. I lost my dad on January 9th of 2000. It just turned big ball falling in New York City. And we're at Sloan Kettering Hospital watching my dad die of cancer. And it was horrible. Um, my best friend a couple of years ago survived the Malibu fires. I went on a cruise and left his house. And he died of a brain aneurysm right in front of his new girlfriend the day after she moved into his big $4 million Malibu mansion. And he's gone. Um, and then Joshua, um, it was bad. That's all I'm going to say. It was bad. So life to me seems to be this roller coaster. Now, I guess you can be on a, on a road like this. You want to go in life as a road. You like things steady. You like them calm. You like them normal. I guess you can do that. But here's the problem with that. You never experience really cool highs. But with really cool highs seem to come really cool, low, well, really low lows. And my life has certainly been that. And I think a lot of yours has been as well. Now, if you don't risk, you get no reward. If you don't test life, like put your, water, your foot in the water, maybe it's freezing cold. Maybe you jump in and experience freezing cold. But if you never do that, then I'm going to share with you, I think you've missed out on the best part that this life has to offer. Uh, so Gunter says, do you speak German? Nine. That's the old German I speak. However, I've been to Germany. I have been to Germany. I've been to a lot of countries. 
I went to Germany um, to experience the Christmas markets because, like I just said, I want to experience life. I cannot wait to go to Egypt. So all my friends who are talking to me from Egypt, like Demo, Egypt to me represents the greatest history on this planet, the pyramids, uh, what I know about Cleopatra, what I know about people who seem to be extraordinary, who live in the middle of a desert and have created magistry. I came very close to going to Egypt this year. A bunch of my friends went to a female conference and I cannot wait. So if you're Egyptian, you hold a very special place in my heart. And maybe, who knows, maybe part of that is my history. I loved hearing those stories. I loved hearing stories of Caesar and Rome. And that whole time period was very important. One of the things that we talk about now is they're trying to, in this country, erase part of history. Well, all history is not good. History is always bad for somebody. Whoever loses the war, history is kind of bad. You know, I wonder if you go to Japan, have they removed everything about America? Because we dropped a bomb on a major city and destroyed a million people in 10 seconds. Uh, maybe they did. I don't know. I've not been to Japan, but I don't think they have. Um, they understand that America is what America is. We understand that in Germany, there was a time during the war when certain population of people were completely destroyed. Again, you, if you forget that, if you try to erase that, in this country, they're taking down statues and doing things. They're trying to remove the movie Gone with the Wind. It represents a bad time for certain people and a good time for other people. I think from history, doesn't it say you have to learn from history or you're doomed to repeat it? So I'm a huge fan of history. It was my minor in college. And I love seeing movies about this so you can actually get into there. So I just saw Midway with my amazing friend, Patrick Wilson, who played the brother in Aquaman. He jumped on my call and wished me a very happy birthday this year. And I was delighted and surprised that somebody like that would do that for me. Thank you and thank Daphne for making that happen. But what I liked about Midway was it actually showed World War II. You saw the American ships and captains, but you also saw the Japanese. Because even though they were the enemy of Americans at the time, and I am American, they have families. They have strategies. They wanted to win as well. And they got their troops destroyed. And it was a really interesting balance. I think Clint Eastwood did the same thing with a Hiroshima movie. He shot the movie from the American's perspective and then shot the movie from the Japanese perspective. Do you think there's value in that? Let me know. Just chime in. That it's not always your perspective. In this country right now, black and white is a very big deal. Then I have a lot to say on the subject. And I'm qualified to say some things. Isn't that interesting, right? Why am I qualified? Well, I have something very interesting that I will share with you. And again, I'm noticing a lot of you are chiming in. So Patricia and Kirsten and Abby, everyone say hi. I believe that you are the sum of the obstacles you overcome. So if you had a lot of bad things happen to you, yay, congratulations for you. Because what that allows you to understand is that life isn't always so wonderful, not for everybody and not for almost anybody. People that you love will die. Uh, you will get in accidents. Things will happen. And it's not what happens to you. It is actually how you handle it that defines who you are in this world. I tell a story that there are two, two students of mine. They both fall out of a tree when they're younger. First breaks his leg. And those, the people who help mom and dad are not there. 
Strangers take him to the hospital, and his conclusion about life is that, wow, there's always going to be somebody to help you. He becomes a pastor and leads a very giving life. The other kid falls out of a tree, breaks his leg, and mom and dad are not there to help him either. But his conclusion is, ah, screw mom and dad. No one's ever there when you need them. Don't trust anybody. So I ask you, listening to me, they both chose to define their lives based on decision, but the exact same thing happened to them. So how does that reflect in your life? Well, I was very blessed to have what I think is the most horrible experience ever as a kid. I was in fifth grade. I'm 10 years old. And at 10 years old, I was already very political. We were making voting booths and we were campaigning for presidents and we had all kind of debates. It was an amazing environment. But it was also 1970. In my community, it was all white. It was Jewish and Italian. Pizza, pasta, and matzah. And not that we all got along together, but we, we did on the, for the most part. I will tell you, Hanukkah versus Christmas. There was a lot of different views going on in my community. But there was nobody black. There was nobody Asian. There was nobody Hispanic. There was nobody, right? And I don't think we realized that. Well, one day I go to school, and I have hazel eyes, kind of like green. You can see them. And everybody who had brown eyes had to stay after school, got extra homework, and got treated very badly. Like, we are cleaning up, you know, the, the garbage in the, um, in the schoolyard. It was hard. And I'm like, but I have green eyes. I want to go home. Like, no, you're a brown. Okay. The kids with green and blue eyes got extra credit. It was horrible. By the end of Friday, we all march ourselves into the auditorium. Now, mind you, they had told our parents what they were doing, but they didn't tell us. And I'm like fuming. I'm like the leader of this little thing. And the principal sits us all down. He said, everybody calm down for a second. What you went through was an experiment. It was like, about what? He said, well, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel horrible. Absolutely horrible. I feel like you guys put me down. There's nothing I can do to change my eye color. And he said, bingo. The experiment worked. And I'm like, what worked? He said, you can't change the color of your eyes. And yet you were prejudiced. You were told that you were not good enough, that you had to do extra homework just because you had brown eyes. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He said, well, there's people in this country, all over this country, have brown skin. They can't change the color of their skin, and yet they're being prejudiced against or segregated. And it was a massive light bulb that I think went off a little bit then, but kept going off as I got older and older. You know what I did? And I just got honored for this. I, I didn't even notice. I'm completely colorblind, and I will show you what that means for me. Uh, I don't see people's race. It's irrelevant to me because of this experiment when I was young enough to have it really impact my heart. So when I got to college, my best friend turned out to be black. I had never really hung out with black kids before, and she's wonderful. Kim, I just I loved her. And I also love to dance. I have kind of a certain way that I like to dance. But in my school, now this is 1980, there's a black acting group and there's a white acting group, Abda and Copa. Now that made no sense to me. The black kids were doing River Ninja. The white kids were, this is ironic, were doing Mikado, which is actually an Asian Gilbert and Sullivan play. And I thought, isn't that kind of odd? Anyway, I said, and I don't remember why I said it. I was 19 years old. I said, let's do a musical called The Me Nobody Knows. It's an integrated black and white cast. Oh my God, people went ballistic. Okay, I was not backing down. And in fact, I was so interested in how this was going to affect that I actually went out of the college and I cast some of the people in the community into this play. Very controversial, lots of news coverage, okay? 
That apparently was 37 years ago. I got a phone call. It's the University of Rochester. Hey, Forbes, we want to honor you with something. And we would like to come down to meet you for lunch and give you this. Now, you have to remember, back when in 1980, we didn't even really have a lot of computers. They had like microfiche. And they honored the fact that I did this. And I was incredibly touched that anybody even knew what had happened. And a couple of things came out of that. Number one, when I had an opportunity to really make a difference, my ex-husband and I um, found or given or enrolled a, a beautiful little boy. We were part of the Big Brother, Little Brother program. And Dexter Rideout became part of my life. Dexter was a very black kid from South Central who had a very big prejudice against white people, thought, oh, white people were rich. They were going to buy him something. And that was not the purpose of us having Dexter in our life every weekend and then for weeks at a time. Our purpose was to show him love and compassion and have a kid in our lives and make a difference. And he was tough. I will tell you, there were times when we actually just took him home when he had a tough little attitude and thought that he deserved something. And we educated him and enrolled him and loved on him and his whole family. There were a lot of times that I was the only white face in their church, which, by the way, was a little uncomfortable sometimes. But I stood there because I didn't see the color. Yay for me, right? Okay, whatever. Here's the worst part of the story. Dexter was best man at my wedding. Dexter was my little boy. I promise I'm not being emotional about this. I tell the story a lot. I'm not. I gave birth to my kids in 2000 and, oh, 2002 in, January, in December. Six months later, my beautiful Dexter was turning 20 years old, was walking from my haircut to church on Hoover Street right outside USC. And another little black kid who grew up two blocks away from him wanted to get into a gang. He didn't have a mentor. He didn't have someone who believed in him. He already had two kids from two different women. He walked up behind, popped out of a car, walked up behind my boy and fired a gun into his back 10 times, fucking unloaded an entire clip into Dexter and killed him on the side. You guys can say whatever you want about the news. We were the news. My wedding photo was on the cover of the LA Times. It took three years to find the killer because we just didn't give up because it mattered that much to us, to me, to Tom. And the guy who did it is spending 52 years to life in jail for a senseless crime that was him trying to get into a gang. And here's the problem with this. There are no winners. There's no winners in this at all. Dexter's mom was shattered. He was her only son. Now, here's the horrible part of this story is that eight years before that, Tom, my then husband, was running for a political office and had a whole bunch of kids come in one day and they all drew a picture of a day in the life of their life. And my little Dexter drew a picture of a drive-by shooting with a kid dead on the street. I was 12 years old when he drew that picture. I'm sorry, he was eight years old, 12 years ago. 12 years later, that would be him. What did he know about his neighborhood, about how people grew up in his neighborhood, about what they believed? I don't have a good point to this story, okay? There is no point. I don't have a life lesson about how you should behave or believe in each other. I know that I'm colorblind, okay? I see people as people. I always have. 
You can't see people as a group because then it gets weird. There is no such thing as a group of people. There's just people with families. There's people who have different morals than you, different beliefs than you. What I'm seeing right now is a lot of anger. If someone doesn't believe the way that you believe, you shut them out, you defriend them, you tell them they're an idiot. People have told me I'm an idiot on like Facebook. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm really not. I can say what I want. I think if I remember correctly, one of the things that's important in this country is free speech. But I will tell you, there are things that I cannot say right now on this radio. There are points of views that I will not air because it would alienate people. And the station might even shut me down. I think, you know, one of the guys on a national news program said something and all of his sponsors pulled out. I think what's missing is we're not supporting each other in our differences. What happened to good old fashioned debate? We don't have to agree on things. We're not going to agree on things. You can't agree on things because you come to it from one way. I come to it from another. But I can value the difference. I can value the point of view that you have and listen to you and try to understand how to relate to you. I do know the answer is never violence. I do know the And by the way, is there injustice? There's injustice freaking everywhere. I have a platform that I want to talk to you about, and I'm about to say something pretty controversial, but I'm not going to reveal it right now because i got to go off to a commercial break. So you're listening to The Forbes Factor with Forbes Riley. We talk about health, wealth, and happiness, and today we're trying to be a touch controversial without alienating everybody. But when we come back, I'm going to say something that I don't think I've heard anybody else really talk about. So I would advise you to not go away. We'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired you are listening to the forbes factor to call in with a question or comment please call 1-866-472-5795 
That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm kind of sitting in the driver's seat by myself, spouting my views if you're willing to listen to them. I'm also taking questions and answering on Facebook. Uh, kindly do not cry. I like to see you strong. Thank you very much, you guys. I don't like to cry either. I'm pretty good at not doing that, but I have a huge heart. And right now, I'm definitely hurting. My Joshua's still in a wheelchair. The world is burning and falling apart. I cannot stand wearing a mask. I cannot stand seeing people's faces. I don't hear very well. So if you, I can't see your face. I can't hear what you're saying. And it, it frustrates me to no end. Just between you and I, don't tell the rest of the world I can't hear that well. But I think it makes it nice if you just can't hear all the noise. All right, I promise you something very controversial. Here it goes. We're all on TV talking about fear and uh, disease and riots. And here's what we're not talking about, okay? We're not talking about how to fix the problem. The, problem, the way to fix the problem is not to try and teach an old dog new tricks. If X doesn't like Y for whatever reason and Y doesn't like X, you can't change their mind. You can't tell them, don't be racist. You just can't. But you know what you can do? You can start paying teachers more. In my training, in my education, our world is based on the kids that grow up to be people. Yeah. And we pay our teachers a, a salary, a living that they can't live on. Most of them don't make enough money to be happy. They go to their classroom with 30 kids in it or yelling and screaming. And I watched in it. My kids went to private school and worked really hard in the beginning. And then I put them in public school for teenagers because I'm a public school graduate. And they went for a little privileged environment, but even still. So their second grade teacher, and I'm going to call her out on this, a bunch of eight-year-old boys in class, including my son, I'd walk in there often and their lights would be out. Why are the lights out? Because oh, they're being unruly. I said, no, they're being eight-year-olds. They're being eight-year-olds. Why are you teaching kids who are young and energetic to sit in a classroom for 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time, go to another classroom, sit there and read and write. That was created in the 1800s with a one little schoolroom, right? And by the way, they only went to school to like eighth grade then, right? Everything's changed in our lives. This phone is no longer attached to a wall. We don't have a horse and buggy. We've got cars. We've got jet planes. We've got computers. Everything has changed except our education system. And nobody talks about that. You know why? Because you only have a kid in school for a little period of time. Kids are only 10% of our population. They're 100% of our future. If you put kids together and you teach them, maybe like I did that experiment, you make them understand how bad it feels to have somebody judge them for something they can't change. You actively talk about what bullying means. You involve, you stop, you stop teaching at kids. My kids are in high school right now, and it's disgusting, disgusting. They talk at them, and it's chemistry, and it's algebra, and it's stuff they're never going to need necessarily. I'm an adult. I don't need chemistry, really. Don't need algebra. But I sure could have used how to check my, how to balance my checkbook, how to be a, a, a free thinker, how to have good relationships. They didn't teach me any of that. They didn't really teach me to cook. I'm a great microwaver, right? So a lot of crazy Things that they could teach, they don't, because this is how we do it. What are you talking about? What are what? And then we don't pay these people anything. 
I watched CEOs, and by the way, all these CEOs who resigned last year, they all knew something bad was coming. They left with balloon packages of millions. Do you know that a teacher in their entire years of working never even make $1 million? But they're in charge of your kids. Even at the private school, they didn't make that much money. How's that a good idea? It's because politicians and lobbyists, there's no money in that, right? Well, guess what? That's where we're wrong. Our kids are who we're talking about. The kid who killed my Dexter didn't have a mentor, didn't have a mom and dad at home, was left to a gang. Great. He took my kid's life. So who do you think is doing all the things that are bad? People who just don't have the education or maybe they went to school and they were hungry because they had no food and they grew up thinking, you know what? Somebody owes me something. I don't want to be hungry anymore. You can't, I can't blame any of them. I can't blame them for finding a unique way to make money. And if, if selling drugs is a good way to make money, why, why not? It sure beats $10 an hour at McDonald's. Sorry, McDonald's, but yeah. So what are we teaching them? Are we teaching them ingenuity? Are we teaching them to think for themselves? My daughter, and you're going to see this on Thursday night. She's 17 years old, right? Here's how privileged she She has access to a laptop. That's the only privilege that she really has over anybody else. But she listens. She takes classes. She's actually building funnels for people. And she's making money online doing anything any kid could do if they had access to that education, access to this thought process, access to not playing small. So I go to the teachers, right? And I don't know if I should be saying all this, but it seems to be my time. Why not? The teacher was really mad. She said, I, Mrs. Riley, I need you to come in and talk about your daughter. She's being very disruptive. We're learning how to make a resume, and she keeps telling everybody in class that she's not, she doesn't need a job. She's not going to get a job. And so I sat down and listened to the teacher, and I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, everybody needs to need a job after school. I said, no, actually, you don't need a job after school. In fact, my daughter is probably not going to work because she technically makes more money than you do right now. She has $5,000 a month clients. She's got about four of them. So she makes $20,000 a month as a 15-year-old. Why would she need a job? And the teacher looked at me like I had three heads. And my daughter's like, oh, mom, please don't tell people what I do. I don't want anyone to know. Like, McKenna, but you have clients. You're doing this. <laughs> so maybe the mentality of learning how to do a resume and put all the justifications on the line on a WordPress document or whatever, is that all that you can do? Or could you teach an entrepreneurial class? Could you, you know, it's funny. It's technically illegal to have a lemonade stand because you don't have a, a, a permit, really. I've actually watched the news where some woman called the cops on a nine-year-old trying to raise money to go to Disneyland. So we actually squash being an entrepreneur. We squash being a free thinker. No, go be a dishwasher, wash cars, walk dogs. Now, that's not all there is nowadays. My daughter said something else I thought was fascinating. I love listening to her. She says, Mom, everywhere we go as teenagers, people are like, they just look at us like, oh, you teenagers think you know everything. She says, we do know everything. Mom, you give me a cell phone in five minutes, I will find anything that you need to know. Well, that's kind of fascinating, right? She proves it. Nowadays, you don't need to know who, what river George Washington crossed and take a test on it. Here, Siri, who crossed through? Oh, Potomac. It's right there. They're always going to have a cell phone in their hand. So maybe the old style of learning and teaching is way more disruptive and ruining our entire what? Our society. This is making me nuts because nobody talks about this. Now, my kids are 17 years old. So now I'm kind of thinking about college and all those things. 
I remember when they were babies, I was thinking about all the baby things and all the toddler things. In two years, when my kids are graduated, I also won't be thinking about kids in school anymore, and that will be sad. And then I look at, uh, Mary says, what does your daughter do to make 20000 a month? Type this in. Go to marketing, www.marketingwithmckenna.com. She's going to teach a class this Thursday night, okay, on how she does this. And it's accessible to all of you. It is actually fascinating to learn. She's going to teach you because she realized anybody can do it. And here's the next thing you need to know. You can actually make money teaching what you know. She built a whole back-end system for me in the last four weeks. And we talk about this. We took a $19 class that people are going to come, by the way. If you're enrolled right now, if you're engaged in what I'm saying, this is a little bit of what I teach in pitch class. How do you get your idea out? How do you get your product out? When I ask most of you, what do you do? Well, I'm a speaker, author, entrepreneur. Really? That's too bad. Here's what I do. I teach people how to make money in their sleep. Who do you want to start listening to? How do you get a yes from people very quickly? Most of you, and I teach and coach all over the world, are boring as all get out. Let me say that one more time. You're boring. You have a product or a service that you love so much that when I ask you what you do, you throw up all over us. Well, Forbes, I'm a doctor and I like to heal people through an integrative medicine that works on crossfire. What? What? So I teach people how to communicate at a very basic level. Do you notice that maybe I have a little bit of energy in my voice and a bit of passion? I've heard people pitch by going, well, I do this and I do that. You're boring yourself. Knock it off. And if nobody taught you those skills and they didn't, come learn. In fact, I'll give you this. www.pitchsecretswithanassmasterclass.com. You got $19? And I don't care where in the world you are. Thank you, internet. I have clients in Bali, in Egypt, in India, in Algeria, in Germany. I got clients all over the world. Every Sunday at 5 o'clock Eastern time, we get on this internet thing and we communicate. We talk about ideas and I tell you how to articulate your pitch. I don't want you, you're not selling anything. I hate to sell. Ooh, selling sounds weird, right? If you can do what I call the three E's, if you can educate, excite, and enroll somebody. Wow. That's crazy, right? doesn't matter where in the world you are. You've got something worth talking about. You just don't know how to communicate it. Now, why do I know this? Hmm, now think about this. I've done 189 infomercials. I've spent 28 years on home shopping. And just this morning, I was on live home shopping in 85 million homes promoting a trampoline. I know, right? How crazy. I've sold $22 million worth of trampolines in the last 17 years. You know why? Because I don't sell a trampoline. No, I don't. It's irrelevant. What I sell is I've got a really unique way to walk on this very cushy surface that you can get a cardio workout. You can get a very low impact if your knees or your ankles bother you. If it's too hot to walk outside like it is today in Tampa, Florida, if it's too cold to walk outside, if it's too rainy or it's in the privacy of my home. I don't wear a mask when I trampoline. I turn the music on really loud and I'll dance and bounce. And by the way, there are health benefits to bouncing. It affects your lymphatic system. It's called an urban rebounder. Go to hsn.com and right now, I used to sell them for about $150. They're on sale for $69. Yeah, thank you, COVID and all the craziness. 
get one in your home. And I'll tell you now, by the way, you're going to, wow, I have to go to, would you say hsn.com? Yes. hsn.com, Urban Rebounder. I have been selling this around the world for 17 years. Did I sell you a trampoline or did I sell you a way of life? So a little couple of things. Oh, and thank you. Ava saw me on HSN today. I was great. It's a little nerve wracking in your house. It's damn exciting. You guys, this is a crazy time to be alive. You can watch talk show hosts from their house. You get to see how people live. You get to see, I saw Sharon Stone without makeup on. I'm loving this. It's a very different world and stop thinking it's going to go back. You never go back. Joshua right now got hit by a motorcycle, still stuck in a wheelchair. He's never going to, he's never going to go back, but he can go forward. And actually that's what's, uh, sorry. Wow. Who knew I was going to break down crying? That's what you guys need to understand. You never get to go back. Oh, I wish I were back. To, no, I want a body that looks great. I'm going to move forward into it. A lot of you don't even have good self-talk. A lot of you put yourselves down. Somebody told you years ago you were klutz and then you oh, Forbes, I'm such a klutz. I can't do that. Tell me things that you want all the time. You spout your limiting beliefs so loud with such conviction that there's no room for improvement. You don't leave room for your own personal success. You are the reason that you're not where you want to be. Well, but Forbes, it feels so good. Then find somebody like me. I just offered you a $19 class to come and listen to me and get inspired. And not only me, come meet my hundreds of people who show up on Sundays. Interact with them. In fact, go on Facebook right now and go to Forbes Riley's Inner Circle. Forbes Riley Inner Circle. There are hundreds and hundreds of people there every day who post, who comment, who want to help, who want to be support. I've created a team that is second to none. They go through a whole master training. By the way, pitch class is the first thing I do. Then you learn how to crush it on camera, and then you graduate and you get into OPP. Try this. You want a website? You want to see people who are living their life? Go to www.opp with Forbes. I have, if you're willing to invest in me, time and energy, and a little bit of money, yeah, it's not, not very expensive, not compared to what I've paid for my education, and certainly not how much it is to go to college. My parents scraped their whole lives. They had no money, but they paid for my college and spent the entire rest of their lives paying off my college. You know what I learned in college? I, was, I got two degrees. I was a poli-sci major. What the heck is that? I know about politics? Actually, I don't. It was a terrible, stupid major. It got me nowhere. My sister, who learned how to hair, be a haircutter, she never went to college. And there was a stigma that she dealt with. She was better off. She had a skill. She could always make money. I had a poli-sci degree with a minor in history and a communications degree with a minor in performing arts. I had bullshit. You know what I had, what I learned? I learned how to do research. I graduated, by the way, with two degrees in three years because I really wasn't learning anything. And my parents worked their whole life to pay off an education that I don't think amounted to very much. My education came on the streets. I was 20 years old when I hit New York City as an actress, and I taught myself a lot. And I wasn't the person that you're seeing here. And I am now devoting my life to helping people live their best life possible. By the way, can you articulate your message right now? People are on my Facebook right now. Go to Forbes Riley. My fan page is 1.7 million followers. If you get my attention, if you want to get on my show, if you want to be in my world, might you benefit by just commenting 
I'm noticing Ava. Trust me. I'm noticing demo. I see these people. There's not a lot of people who are actually commenting. Might I say thank you to them? Might I say, get someone's attention. You don't even realize the opportunities that you waste every day. You have access to so many people and so many things, but you spend so much time complaining about where you are. Oh, I don't have the money. No, you have more money. It's not about the money. You know, it's not about the resources. Are you resourceful? Are you? Feel free to comment. Feel free to reach out to us. We're out there. We are helping all kinds of people. I've got Chris Landano here. Chris is a first responder firefighter who 20 years ago reached out to me with a product. He's got an amazing way to help firemen do their job better. And he has had to fight really hard to get it out to the world. He's a huge heart. He's also a guy who runs into a burning building when you're running out. And he's having trouble raising the money. Think about it. You guys need to play the game of life differently. And I can't blame you because nobody taught you how to play this game. They didn't teach me. I learned it the hard way. Between the game of Monopoly and the game of life, I win. You know why I win? Because I choose to. It's not any easier. Like I said, when I spent a week in the hospital thinking that, that Joshua, who knows what was going to happen to him in the ICU, that was really, really sucky. That was just five months ago. He's still not walking. Is my life perfect? Let me meet the person whose life is perfect and every day changes. My life is wonderful today because I have a platform to talk to you. My life is perfect because my 17-year-old hugged me and told me how much she loves me. So did my son. I got two great kids. I worked really hard to have great kids. I've got good friends. In about a minute, I'm going to have you meet somebody that's going to surprise you. She's a three-time Emmy Award-winning journalist who just popped into my world through, through social media. I did not know her last week. She's in my house this week and about to meet you via a radio show. My question to you, what the heck are you waiting for? Hmm. How about I just give you permission to live your best life possible? My name is Forbes Riley. You're listening to me on the Forbes Factor. You're not going to want to miss the last part of this show, so don't go away. follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel if you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms we have the most unique solution and get this it's fun and takes less than five minutes two times a day developed by fitness hall of fame inductee and tv health expert forbes riley the Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. 
Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. All right, so I am back. Now, this is kind of crazy. We're talking about a little racial issue. We're like a little Oreo cookie without the third part. I don't we know. are. I like it. Oreos are delicious. Well, here's what's amazing. Say hi to Miss Dominique. Hi, everyone. I did not know you two weeks ago. You did not. What are you doing in my house? <laughs> I, I came in the back door. There you go. And we're not letting her leave. So, Dominique. Tell them about you, and then I'll tell them how you got here. Okay, great. So my name is Dominique Murphy. It is um, D-H-O-M. It's like the sexiest name. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Dominique. Mm-hmm. Dominique. Dominique. Uh, it's French and African, actually. Um, so my profession, I'm a journalist by trade, three-time Emmy Award-winning journalist. I've worked all over the nation. I took a leap of faith. I followed you for years, Forbes. And you always talk about taking that first step, taking that leap of faith. When you are passionate about something, you have to jump. Mm-hmm. And so for me, January of this year, I decided to jump and I started a company called The Right Method. It's R-I-G-H-T, The Right Method, The no, Right Method. Now where, did that, where did Right Method come from? So my years as a journalist taught me that everyone in life was looking for the same things. We all want purpose, love, health, respect, and financial independence. And good Every single <laughs> Your words Let's get real <laughs> But, you know, everyone wants those five elements for sure. Say it again. You want, you want help, uh-huh. respect, yes. purpose, yes. Uh, financial independence, yes. and, uh, and love. Yes. And yes. so everyone wants those five things, okay. no matter who you are. And so my years working as a journalist kind of showed me that, but everyone was looking for this formula, this method, if you will, this right method. Oh, if I do X, Y, and Z, I will be happy. If I do X, Y, and Z to the letter, I will have fulfillment. And that's a very flawed concept. Oh, yeah. So the right method is actually a paradox. There is no right method. You have to find what's right for you, as our slogan states. So, so let me stop yeah, for the first please. second. So number one, do you guys hear the clarity with which he's speaking? So you created a company and you could articulate it. You reached out through the internet to me. Yes. We had connected. And you then said what? I said Forbes. My name is Dominique. <laughs> I have followed you for years and you are an inspiration and I want to share your story on my platform. You give more than you get. And without a whole lot more than that, I said, yes. And by the way, it's not the right method. It's R-I-G-H-T, you guys. It's not right. I need R-I-G-H-T, right versus wrong method. Yes, right. And right triangle. <laughs> good. And then she said, can I come to your house? She's in my house. You just went down the street to my friend's house, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. She created, with a little bit of credibility, an idea, and you're here. Yes. So what's stopping you guys? What's stopping you guys is you don't have a good reason for doing what you're doing. Now, we also did this a little earlier. I had you on camera, and I did a little Forbes rally, right? So here's the deal. I said to Ms. Dominique, why are you doing that? Yes. And you first said what? I first said, because it's my passion and I want to help people. Everybody says that. <laughs> Let me go back to the BS factor. 
<laughs> yeah, that's nice. You say you want to help people. And I know we do, but rewind. Then I said, why are you really doing it? And, and then my said, second answer was my kids. I have two children. I have a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. Um, and my husband, my, and my that body, girlfriend, by the way, I asked her to come on and do rebound with me. So I gave her a cool opportunity. Yes. That's what you guys don't realize. But I said, that's not true either. That's not why you're doing it. You didn't always have kids. So let's go back a little further. What'd you say? Uh, then I talked about my, my, my parents, my family oh. growing up. I came from, you know, two parents who did not have a lot of money and I always wanted to be a success. My dad always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Never no, was. No, don't stop looking at the camera when you talk about this. Yeah, go ahead. You gave me emotional forms. Oh! I'm, getting, I'm getting you. No, I'm getting you emotional. You're getting me real, authentic. Because that's the moment that matters. Sure. Why did you do it? What, what What's up with your dad? Um. So my parents. And um, by the way, don't not get emotional, because don't push it down. Because this is what everybody does. They first they look at the two of us going, "Wow, you guys look pretty. You must have it all perfect. Is your life perfect? Not at all. No." Oh, really? How unusual. Was it perfect growing up? <laughs> Never has been perfect. Oh, Never will be perfect. Thank you. So we start there. You want, do you want to prove to your parents how good you are? Yeah. I think it's almost me fulfilling my father's dream. Which was? To be a successful entrepreneur. And was he? In his own way, yes. Is he alive? He's alive. Let me tell you something. My dad died with all these inventions. He never came close. He died with a garage full of things that never saw the world. And I have been passionate my whole life about getting inventions of other people who sit in the dark and they're tinkerers and they're dreamers and they fill white spaces and they have no idea how to get it out there. So now what's the emotion you're feeling? Because it's happening. Keep going. It's happening. We're on radio. They can't Um, can't see you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Forbes, you're so good. Um, you know, I think in life when you have a passion and it's, it's more than just a job, it's more than just a goal, it's part of my identity. And I've wanted this my whole life. And when you start something and you invest everything you have into it, mm-hmm. literally, I'm 100% all in. I'm funding the company myself. I hear that. And we're traveling all over the USA and whatnot. But when you literally decide you make that decision you tell choose, them. as you said you, you make a choice to be all in tell them. and that was my choice was to be all in with this company so ava's saying i see her and i'm paying attention see now you're paying attention yeah, because because we are real because at this point in our lives and look at you and you're doing this for your kids now but you're doing it for all the people out there you can't have success without sacrifice sure and that first step is the hardest you know you you'll question yourself you'll have moments, days, weeks where you're like, can I, can I do this? Am I good enough? Will it work? You have people telling you it's not going to happen. Oh, that's my favorite. Go ask five people. They'll tell you every reason it won't work. Put little earphones on and go, you guys are idiots. And because no one ever knows if it's going to work. And here's the funny thing. You either, you either learn, you either succeed or you learn. You don't fail. There's no such thing as failure. I've hit my head a lot. I've lost money. Made It doesn't matter. It's the journey of life. And if you expect it's always up, I, I don't know. The stock market doesn't do that either. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up. And actually more millionaires are made when it's down. Yes. That's where you learn lessons. That's when you hit rock bottom that you understand what you're made out of. And, I, and Ava's like, it seems that nobody believes me. I don't need, first of all, nobody needs to believe in you. By the way, you know what? what's in the middle of the word believe? B-E-L-L-I-E, it's a lie. I don't care what people believe. And they believe their own shortcomings. 
Talk to a multimillionaire. I'll believe in you. I believe in anybody that's willing to put themselves out there. And I, I, I just do. I believe you can fly. You tell me you can fly, go for it. That's the difference of who you choose. By the way, I have my tongue out as he's taking that picture. <laughs> that's a very funny little thing I have about myself. If I post for a picture, I have to kind of do this because yeah. otherwise I'm like this. So <laughs> hang on to the pictures part. Take some videos. She's got a very handsome young man that she's traveling with who's taking videos. Obviously not your husband, but not my husband. That's okay. <laughs> but it's, so if you guys have any other questions, um, what's a piece of advice that you would – I love that you got emotional. Yeah. And we're going to delve into this in an interview because it's important for you guys to hear. Somehow people think other people have it easy. What, 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 where did they read that? If it was easy, as they say, everybody would do it. And that's why there are so few people right. who are doing it because I always call it a splinter in your mind. It's crippling. Those voices, I call it white noise. It's crippling. And so when you have that person in, in, your, in your, your psyche, whether it's a family member, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a child, whether it's someone you don't even like, and I feel like most times it's that person in the office that doesn't care about you, has no impact on your life whatsoever, but there's that fear of, well, will she laugh at me? Will she think I'm stupid? Well, will I look dumb? Well, what if I don't make it? What if I fail? You what do look dumb. I have an exercise in my trick. Come train with me. Well, you have to do something outrageous. Get, you know what's interesting? You know what that phrase is? You're thinking outside the box? Yes, of course. I don't know where the box is. I've never seen a box. I don't know why you're living in a box. Why would you choose? I don't know what a box is. I've never known a box. I've made a living since day one. I was 17 years old. Even in college, I made money. I started my first company doing singing and stripping telegrams in my 20s. I've never had a boss, had a resume, answered to anybody. And I don't know, I own a television studio, a few houses, and a shopping mall. Huh. huh. By the way, see this little spin gym here? Let me share something about this guy. I was told on national television that this would not go anywhere. I'm, the morning after it aired on Discovery, after five months of my time, I was made to cry. And I woke up the next morning and there were 5,000 people on YouTube going, okay. My then partner rolled over and said, so what are you going to do now? I said, I'm going to make spin gyms. He said, but nobody thinks it's going to work. I said, but they're wrong. And he said, very wisely, he said, they can't all be wrong. And I said, but they are. Nice. They don't know me. They don't know that I... You want to move a mountain? Nobody's following you in the beginning. I got to tell you, the pioneers are the ones who get all the arrows. They're out there charging. Sometimes you die. But I got to tell you, if you don't try, you definitely die. You definitely miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You want to live with regret? Don't live your life. I, there's nothing Amen. that, yeah. Forbes. Wow. <laughs> right, I know. You didn't know this was coming, did you? Well, because we're freaking on fire. I now coach hundreds of people every week, literally hundreds of people. And I think from doing that and seeing their breakthroughs, seeing their transformation, I'm on fire. I, and any one of you, you want to challenge me, you want to come to class, you are welcome. You don't want to, then please don't bother my world. Please don't waste my time with your insecurities. You don't want to play full out. I don't want to play with you. I think I watched Michael Jordan's The Last Dance. Have you seen this? I have not. No. Okay. Must see. Okay. Number one, I'm massive about videos and inspirational videos that you watch all the time. Watch Michael. Watch his face. Watch him sick as a dog play a championship yeah. game because champions show up when everybody else gives up. That's the difference. He had an attitude in his face the entire time. Winning, losing was never an option. Never. I swear to God, I was like so much going. Can you imagine going into every project saying losing is not an option? Yes. Even if it doesn't work out, you didn't lose because you worked your hardest. So 
I love it. So that is one thing. Then you should watch Becoming with Michelle Obama. How did that family? Be- I'm sorry. Did you actually know there's a black family in the White House? Prior to? For eight years? Mm-mm. No scandals? Amazing. I don't care what. Forget politics for a second. In my mind, there was a man and a woman who seemed to love each other very much. I love watching him and how much he loved his wife. I love seeing how beautiful his two daughters were in that. And I, good, get past the skin color. Because if they were white, they would have been Camelot. They were a beautiful family. I'm not talking about politics, guys. I'm talking about a man who loved a woman and made it very clear how special she was in his life. And she stood there and supported him and two kids. And I don't think anybody focuses on that. I don't care about politics. I know politics is politics. But humanity is what we seem to be missing. That human touch. I agree, Forbes. I agree. Well, I don't know if I have any more time left. I think (laughs) so. Mr. Me, we are doing a thing called the right method. You're actually filming me and a lot of other amazing people. Where are we going to see this? So July 1, we launch. July 1st, 2020, The Right, and it's R-I-G-H-T, therightmethod.com. You can go there now, sign up for our newsletter and fun alerts. Um, But the website, we have a landing page right now, a a video that's up. It's my motivational story to you. I'd love for you to go and, and take a listen, take a look, sign up for our newsletter. July 1, all that comes down, and we will reveal our world thought leaders like Forbes. So we're on a mission to interview men and women who are changing the world. Literally, these are, I get speechless talking about it because it's surreal just being in your presence right now, Forbes. Well, and I love you for that. Thank you. But you also decided to go meet these leaders. Yeah. So here's the thing. Sometimes in life, you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to know you're going to do it. So for me, when I say something, I do it. So I said, I'm going to create one of the largest oh, motivational companies. You grab that right there, that book right there. He's, he's actually, I, don't, you have, I haven't even really talked to you, but here, here's one of my books. Look at the title, okay? The title says, what have you Forbes lately? Do you know what it means to Forbes something? To, yeah. To, to manifest right. it, especially when people tell you you can't against all odds. So my question that I'm going to leave you guys, I've got about two minutes left to the end of my show. What have you Forbes lately? You Forbes your way into my house. Correct. Yes. <laughs> you Forbes your way onto home shopping. Who can you? Do you know what we did? How did you do that? Manifestation, one hundred percent. You look good. You're fit. You're healthy. And I said, come play with me. You have no idea what's waiting for you. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yes. You have to put it out there and believe. That's the key thing. If you believe in yourself, I set out to interview the most famous people on the planet in motivation and in business. And the reason I was emotional earlier real quick is because every person I've reached out to, every person has said, yes. And how can I help you take this further? Every person. Right, I turned you on to other people. Yes. Because that's what you guys don't understand. Come to the end of my show. This is a very powerful, important show for me, guys. I want you to believe and dream a little bigger than you think possible. And if you can't, we're here every Wednesday live on Voice America. We live on iTunes, and I'm certainly all over Facebook. If you want to really connect with me, www.forbes360.com. You'll find everything I do there. If you need support, you need help, you need some love, reach out to us. You know, who knows? You just might be sitting next to me on my show. Yes. Bye, you guys. Love you very much. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.